are a W-2 capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W-2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W-2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Jay Helms, and I'm the founder of this podcast and movement, and it's really early <laughs> by that intro uh, called the W-2 Capitalist. Today, I'm joined by Paul. He's one of the guys that's been... I'm, I'm also... I don't know if I should call you a mentee, a mentor situation. I know that's the name of the episode, but quite frankly, I learn as much from you, I think, as you do from me, So, or maybe even more. So anyway, that's how we got it. That's how we started that, this series. But anyway, we're catching up with Paul today to see what's going on. He and I were just chatting before I hit the record button about uh, it's getting into fall weather. We both got the sniffles. We think we're, I don't know if we're, I don't know if I'm coming down with something. We, we've been passing something around the house uh, this past week. Maybe it's my time to get it, but nobody's had sniffling noses and crackling ears. So anyway, enough of that. Enough of uh, complaining about uh, how we feel this morning. It is 530 in the central time zone, Tuesday after Labor Day. So, but we're getting after it, right, Paul? That's absolutely. <laughs> uh, and so just to catch everybody up to speed, Paul and I have not talked in about a month. Uh, well, over a month, actually. So uh, what's been going on, buddy? Yeah, not a whole lot, man. So I want to start <laughs> out real quickly. Yeah. I want to start because I learned something from you that has greatly paid off. So okay. uh, several episodes a lot, uh, well back. I told you I wanted to get into multifamily. Yep. Um, most of my portfolios in single families and small multifamilies like doubles. And uh, your advice to me was find a really good real estate agent, which I did not have at the time. Uh, so most of my deals that I've done, I had gotten off market with wholesalers uh, and I had not worked with any real estate agents. So I did exactly what you told me to do. I went out and got a real estate agent, tried to focus on getting a real estate agent that was, um, that was focused on uh, helping investors that had worked with other investors. And man, it's paid in off. in the multifamily space or? Specifically, yes, okay. absolutely. I wanted, I, I mean, um, I wanted specifically in multifamily uh, environment and, uh, and man, it has paid off uh, dividends like crazy. So, Awesome. Um, I actually put an offer in on an 11 unit and yeah. a five unit apartment, uh, apartment complexes. Unfortunately, I didn't get them, but um, I started finding them yeah. and through the agent. So it's been a great experience. And, uh, you know, I'm breaking into uh, hopefully we'll break into to larger, uh, larger deals here very soon. I'm very excited about it. So Thank you. I learned that from you. And um, I used to say to myself, oh, I don't need a re agent. Why would I need an agent? That's not going to help me. Um, I'm able to find deals without them, but they bring a lot more value than just MLS. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, you know, as, as I've talked before about having your team, right? That's just another member yeah. on your team. 
And the good thing is they don't, they don't get paid until you close on a deal. Right. So one of the things, and I'm curious to know if you use number one, how you found this person, but number two, as you were looking for them, um, you know, you start to talk to, to realtors and, and really interview them, right. And find out, okay, what, what's your background? How much, how much, uh, multifamily have you done? When I first started doing this, um, the, the realtors that I used to have been working with doing the single family, the small multifamily, they wanted to, to get into that game as well. And they assured me they could do it. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> let's try it. You know, and it didn't work out. Yeah. And then as I interviewed new realtors, um, they all talked, they said the right, the right stuff, some of the wrong stuff, but you could tell there was some inexperience there. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to go with a guy who's got the most experience. Right. Which is difficult too, because those guys who had the most experience are also look working already, uh, with a group of solid investors. So how did you find the, find this realtor? Um, I fell over him. Uh, so I, uh, fell over him like, uh, (laughs) just like, well, yeah, just, it's one of those things where you trip over, you know, what you're looking for. So I, 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 today I'm closing on as much as you hustle, man. I don't know that that's a fair statement. (laughs) Uh, Maybe. Yeah. I mean, what, you know what they say, it's better to be lucky than good. Um, But I, I seem to, I seem to make my own luck. I, I have very good luck. Um, but I, I was, I'm, by the way, I, I participate in all these different Facebook groups in the Indianapolis market specifically. I'm part of like five or six of them. Right. And in one of these Facebook groups, uh, this realtor posted a multifamily. It's a, it's a quad. It's a beautiful property. Uh, I wish I could sh- show the audience this, this property. It's, it's gorgeous. It's on the old North side of Indianapolis, um, built in 1900, but it's been very well taken care of. And it was about to be posted on the MLS. So it wasn't yet available. Um, but you know, they were kind of this, this agent had posted it to try to to stir up some investor interest before posting it on the MLS. Um, and so I jumped on it. We went to see it. We toured it. And the, the agent that I'm, that I'm working with now is he was representing the sellers, which is kind of an awkward situation, but it's, it's worked out well in this particular case. Um, this couple were, they were, they have been house hacking this property since 1989, probably wow. before anybody called it house hacking. Yeah. Um, and so True we got into the property. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, we got into the property. We started talking to the agent. You know, I started throwing off, you know, cap rate and owner financing and all these different things. And it didn't even phase him. He knew exactly what I was talking about, you know, and he rolled with it. And uh, he, he said, oh, you guys must be investors. I work with a lot of investors. It's like exactly like you said. So, okay, well, I can talk the talk. He understands what I'm saying. Let's see if he can walk the walk, right? And before long, man, he was finding apartment complexes. We were going to see apartment complexes. He was, you know, um, saying, hey, you know, when I work with my investors, this is the things that I do. This is how I can help you. Um, he, he just, the other day we found this 11 unit and um, I didn't even ask. Um, he said, hey, I've got a contractor available. You want me to walk the property? And I was wow. like, yeah, yeah, I do. And he went over there, the contractor went up, 
in the parking lot on FaceTime, contractors scribbled down some notes and said, this is what's going to take to fix it. Run, you know, run it through your right. calculator. Let me know. Right. And it ended up, you know, the numbers worked. It was, it was a great deal. And we put an offer and it, it literally went under contract while we were standing there in the parking lot or, you know, on FaceTime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, that's the kind of, you know, the power, especially me being out of state, you know, having a real estate agent that is, is very aggressive understands my investment criteria, understands what I'm looking for, um, and moves very, very quickly. Uh, and unfortunately, not quick enough, right? Because uh, these places are flying off the market. Well, yeah. And, and um, you know, you, you said you stumbled upon the guy. Better be lucky than good. Uh, I think that's incredible, The you know, for you to take action. You saw this post and you took action on it. You know, and I'm sitting here thinking of, you know, it took me more than a month to find my <laughs> to find my uh, yeah. broker that's focused on one family. Yeah. So the fact that you did that and you're able to, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, you missed out on an opportunity, but who cares? Because if you look at the grand scheme of things, the big, the big timeline, yeah. uh, it put me in your shoes. I would still be looking for one that wasn't wasting my time on crappy leads. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, right. I, I right, think right. You, you've got a, um, I think you've done a great job of just reaching out to the guy saying, Hey, here's what I'm looking for and really testing them right by throwing out some, some key terms that you don't necessarily run into with single family, uh, and small multifamily that, um, that, uh, those brokers would understand. So that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So what's next? And then he, uh, well, he, he brought an off market. I, I don't know how he found it. He didn't tell me how he found it but he brought an off market five unit. Each unit was a three bed, two bath, which seems very large. Yeah. And the numbers were amazing. And I said, is this on the MLS? He said, no, it's not on the MLS. He said, I've got somebody that's, that's selling it. And as quickly as we could put an offer in, you know, so even my agent is bringing me off market deals. Like in this quad that I'm closing on today, it was off market. He had not posted yet on the MLS. So that's, you know, another, you know, I don't know if they call it pocket listings or, you know, you know, one agent knows other agents that are also working with investors. If you find a good one, they're going to throw you potentially off market deals, right? Yes. As well. Yep. So um, it's maybe been a I good missed, experience. Maybe I missed this. Did you just say that you're closing on a fourplex today? Yeah, the same one, this, this agent and uh, you know, what's it take 30 to 45 days, these things, you know, yeah. um, closing with conventional, but yes, today I'm closing on a quad, the quad that, uh, that that agent is representing both the seller and myself uh, at closing. So very, very excited about it. Awesome. So uh, yeah, yeah. That, I just totally skipped over that if you mentioned it and I apologize. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I keep going back to a comment you made. Uh, it was a couple of episodes ago where you were like, you know, my goal was to uh, close on two properties this year. I'm closing on three this month, you know, and I'm like, yeah, dude, you're getting after it. You know, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. And actually that, in in the month of August, I think it was early, very early August. We were talking about that. So I, I ended up only closing on one property in August. So this, this property, this quad, that was one of the three that you and I had talked about. Okay. Um, and I, so I, I had found it, but you know, didn't know much about it. Uh, you know, whether, whether we're going to close, whether we weren't, you know, I really hadn't walked it with a contractor 
Um, but we closed on one of the other properties was uh, the flood zone asbestos house. Yeah, is now uh, well in well into rehab. Uh, we ended up buying it. It valued <laughs> way way high. Um, but that's that's we're underway on on rehab for that. And then the second one that we're supposed to close in August, uh, I believe it's cotton probate. It was an off market deal, mm. and so weird because I, I work with a lot of wholesalers. And most of them, including this one, um, hassled me about closing fast with cash, right? And, yeah. and I think he wanted a 10-day close with cash only. He wouldn't let me finance it with hard money. And I said, okay, you know, and I, I stirred up some of my private lenders. We pulled together the cash. And then we've been basically sitting for three or four weeks saying, hey, we got our cash. We're ready. Mm. And uh, I think it's caught in probate. Um, the title company says they're not uh, they're not able to clear title um, because they've got nine siblings that are fighting over it. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a lot. That's, it, uh, you're, yeah, uh, the having that many kids follows you even into your grave. <laughs> yeah, to fight over your property. Uh, and if it wasn't in a really great area in Indianapolis, I I, I actually own a duplex several streets over in the same area that's just an awesome property i'd probably just say forget it but yeah. it's it's in a great area and if i could just get it bought it yeah. would be a great property so, so that yeah. wouldn't close in august either so i i closed just one well, <laughs> in hey, you, you um, have, that's still good man you know of all all things uh, i'm sure those were scheduled to be closed is, is what you communicated to me they so. were they were yeah and things we're going to close one here in september yeah so yeah. so the quad closes in september today and uh, then who knows once once title finally gets cleared um on on the other property so and it but, may never you know, happen I hate it to may not. I, yeah. I've been trying to prepare myself. I hate to see that because like I said, it's in a great area. It's a great property and you know, owning a few streets over is, is convenient. And yeah. so yeah, a lot of but, good reasons uh, for you to do that. But you know, my, yep. there, so back to my little yellow house that I first purchased, there was a house right across the street that was for lack of a better phrase, it was just a drug house. I mean, it, you know, it, <laughs> yeah. it, the outside of it hadn't seen a paintbrush in uh, 30 years. And, you know, so I had my, I paid my lawyer. I said, well, let's do a title search on it. Let's just see what's going on with it. Same situation. It'd been stuck in probate for uh, years, <laughs> at least a decade. One of the, oh my gosh. Yeah. One of the, um, so it was a, a mom. She had three sons, I believe. Uh, two of them had passed, uh, and then the third one had been paying taxes on it for the last five years just to keep it, you know, going. Yeah. And, um, turned out there was something like there was, I think there was like, because the two brothers that had passed, there was no will. Right. Which is funny. You mentioned, you're bringing up this. I was flipping through my notes this morning of things I need to get done. And I posted about a month ago, hey, get a will done. You know, it's time to just start checking that yeah. off, get that checked off, even the most basic stuff. I still haven't done it. And now we're talking about this too. So, you yeah. know, it's, it's um, but anyway, that house ended up being, you said nine, I think there was 22 or 23 people 
that were, they were battling over it. I don't even think they knew about it, but my real, my, my realtor, my lawyer said, we can go through this, <laughs> but he knew where the house was. Yeah. And he's like, it's going to cost you tens of thousands because it's going to have to go through a multiple probate situation. You're going to ha- have to get it released from the one living brother. And then once you do that, it's just going to, he said, it's just going to take, he goes, I would recommend you not to do this because my fees alone are going to be pretty expensive. I was like, yeah, got it. Hopefully you don't run into the same thing there. Right. Yeah. Luckily this is a wholesaler and at some point I'll probably just bow out because I'm not, I've got private lenders on the hook. I want to put that money. They, my lenders want to put that money in to work for them. Right. And they want, and I want to put it to work as well. So um, I've kind of got them on pause right now and that's only going to last so long before I'm going to have to just fall back on hard money and say, you know, sorry, man. Yeah. Even though it'll kill me small, it'll kill me a little <laughs> bit inside to, to let it go. But well, um, the good, so the silver lining on that story I was telling you is that there was an investor who's willing to stick it out. Uh, he ended up getting the house, tearing the house down, building something from scratch. Uh, wow. Like, you know, and I was like, thank you for doing it. That's not what I was planning on doing, but thank you for doing <laughs> yeah, it. Right. Man, that just made yeah. my house property go up in value. So, Oh, I bet. Yeah. Stick with it, man. You never know. You never know. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got a question for you. Yeah. Um, something that my wife and I've been joking about a little bit. I don't think anybody realizes, and maybe this is a Midwest thing, but when in any of your properties that you have invested in, have you had problems with trees? Like have you had to go in and, and spend like thousands of dollars on yeah. trees? Yeah, I don't know if it's in the thousands of dollars, but um, there's usually a couple of things. Number one is um, uh, if I had to go to renew some insurance and there's a tree limb just barely tickling the roof, they'll want yeah. some stuff done. Um, there's also, um, you know, we have three mobile homes. Well, we ha- we're down to one now. We actually sold two. Yeah. Um, we had three mobile homes. And I can't tell you how many times I had to go pay my handyman to go patch a roof because a limb dropped down. And they're older mobile homes. Yeah. Right? So they don't have the shingles or whatnot. Um, yeah. And the best advice that a, a fellow mobile home investor told me, he goes, if you ever buy a property, go ahead and that has established trees on them, go ahead and factor in the cost of cutting those down because long term, yeah. you're going to save yourself tons of money yeah. from roof repair. It, it's crazy. So, yeah. And that's something. I've been buying properties for more than more than a year now, yep. um, probably a year and a half. Season and nine. yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. No, I, you but, are really for uh, I mean, a short amount of time, but I, I'm messing with you. Yeah, but I had um, I now when I look at properties, I I Google Maps it and I have a tree guide go visit it with the contractor before I buy it because this this duplex in this nice area that I was just talking about. I spent $2,500 in trimming brush back and then trimming trees back, huge, huge trees. And I took a huge tree down out front just so you could see, even see the place from the road. Yeah. Um, and then this um, flood zone asbestos property that I bought, um, <laughs> I, was, I was in Indy this weekend and we walked the property and it's another 2500 to 
you know, take trees down. We're going to grind some stumps so you can mow the yard. But, you know, there's um, I, that same property, you know, the, the, the original owners that I bought it from um, through a wholesaler, they'd lived there for like 30 years. Mm. And I show up and I've only owned it for a few weeks. And the freaking city had a notice on my door that I needed to take a tree down. Sure. And I was like, you were just waiting for them to sell this. Yeah. That, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, and well, even my no tree telling, guy. There's no telling how many notices they sent to this person and then took true. to to court. Yeah. They just didn't show up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, my tree guy's like, that's just criminal. Right. And yeah. as soon as it sells, Hey, you know, this guy's got some money, right? Let's go after him. So, you know, 750, take the tree down, you know, and, uh, so, and then this property, this quad that I'm getting ready to close on, uh, do you guys have the emerald ash borer down there? I think, uh, I don't it know. It basically kills. Okay. It, it basically kills. I'm a, I'm an Eagle scout. So I, you know, I know you. these things, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it's, a, it's a, uh, invasive insect that okay. kills ash trees. Okay. And, uh, and so I've got a gigantic dead ash tree on this property. That's probably going to be a thousand or 1500, just, just that tree to get taken down. Yeah. Um, and then another dead tree in the back. And it's like, I had no idea. It wasn't in the brochure when I said, Hey, I want to invest <laughs> in real estate that I was going to be like taking trees down, you know, thousands of dollars worth of trees. Well, so, you know, that's funny. You mentioned it because, um, when you talk about maintenance and repairs, you know, and you hear, listen to all these podcasts, this is the first time I think I've ever heard the conversation about tree maintenance, you know, yeah. and it, it's a huge, it, it is, it can be a, I mean, tree surgeons are not cheap, right? No, thank God no. they're not because I don't, I don't want to do what, what they do. Right. I just had to have it yeah. down uh, in our front yard. He wanted to, and it, it was a big guy, you know, I mean, it was, I don't know yeah. that I could put my arms around it, but he wanted a thousand bucks to uh, drop it, yeah. haul everything off. Yeah. I'm like, ah, we kind of need some firewood for the uh, fire pit <laughs> in the backyard. My son and I'll do it. Uh, what, what, is, how much to drop it, you know? And then we negotiated, negotiated down to, it was still 400 bucks. Right. And I had to, yeah marketing for him on on social media and stuff like that but um, <laughs> it was uh, a little trade services searches but man he was yeah. he was here within within an hour he had the tree dropped and he had the stump grinded and it would have taken me yeah. you know, who knows how long I, I mean i would have been able to grind the stump up but uh yeah just they're, they're worth it I, it's an expense that most people don't talk about is, you know, you no. you're focused on the walls and the roof and everything inside. Yeah. Uh, you forget about the trees. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. You bring that and up. And if you're like, you, exactly like you said, man, if, if the insurance doesn't get after you, you better get after it because, yeah. you know, you'll have some major maintenance to do. Right. And, yeah. um, and tear root, root uh, you know, you put a brand new roof on it and then a tree goes through it. Right. I mean, yeah. It's just, there's a, a investor here in Metro Detroit that I posted the same thing in, in that group. And I said, and he said, real estate investors hate trees, right? And he goes, if I got the money, I'll, I'll clear the lot right before, before I'll yeah. close because um, I don't want any trees falling in. You know, he said, 
it's a liability hazard. A tree limb falls in the house and kills a tenant. You're going to get sued. Yeah, it's liable. You know, landlord. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. and you anyway, got to be careful I about am, that too with with uh, areas like where we're in, where they're really protective. Uh, you said ash trees. We have a lot of live oaks. Um, oh yeah. You have to get in certain areas. You have to get permission, written permission from the mm-hmm. municipality to say yes, you can cut it down. Now there are obviously yep. ways around that, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, you pour enough Roundup around the base of it, and it kills the tree. You're like, hey, I got a dead tree. I got it. You know, I haven't yeah. done that. I did. I have run across an investor who did, and it worked out for him. He just happened to tell me his secret, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's funny how trees are are uh, are the unknown, uh, huge maintenance expense, right? It can almost be. Yep capital depending on how much you got to take down but yeah it's uh, yeah and definitely factor that in if you're going to buy a property factor factor that in that's another thing that i've learned um just you know like i said it's not in any brochure you just you i think you kind of learn that unless you heard it on a podcast and highly highly recommend finding a tree guy that's insured and bonded right yes the handyman who's gonna um potentially cause you more headache yeah, right, right. So anyway, that's what's going on. Um, close at 2 o'clock and uh, got some rehabs, um, you know, underway. And so I like how you just so nonchalantly said, yeah, I got some rehabs going on and I got to close it <laughs> here at uh, 2 o'clock, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Dude, you're good. Well, uh, yeah, you're good and, you know, I, I've done enough of it. I, you know, I, I told my wife, I said, um, I, I literally have two full-time jobs. Yeah. Right. I mean, coordinating all of this. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I uh, mean, you know, a husband, father is, is a, some, sometimes it's, it's considered a it's, job too, right? You got to be present. For sure. So, yeah. Um, well, hey, maybe in, way, in case that. Apologize yeah. to your wife for me. I sent this. She apparently messaged me through uh facebook messenger and it, it yeah we were not friends at the time or whatever it pushed got, it into the holding area and you know it's like two months has gone by and i and somebody else messaged <laughs> me i was like now nah, how do i get back to this and i finally found the message i was like beats beats oh yeah and so yeah i, I responded and said i apologize but i i don't know if if it went to her junk as well but i was not potential uh yeah I was not ignoring her on purpose. It was uh, <laughs> yeah. technology no, was I, working uh, against us. So apologize to her for me if you don't mind. I will do. I will do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, my wife does uh, a lot of Airbnb stuff and that's almost like my third job. So I only have, I have my W2, <laughs> I have my investment, I have her job, you know, installing TVs and electronics and stuff in her Airbnbs. And then the father and, you know, yeah, yeah. so it's, uh, well, the, the yeah. father and the husband need to come number one. And I'm reminding that absolutely reminding you yeah. of that because every time I say it, I, I remind myself of that because sometimes we get so caught up in this, uh, building wealth motion that we kind of forget yeah. about that stuff. Um, this yeah. weekend this Labor Day weekend. I did my best to unplug and not do anything and just be present, you know? Um, yep. Yep. Uh, and that's, you know, everything's an exercise and that's one that I could use more work in area. <laughs> I could use more for sure. work in. So, uh, so just, and, and I'll, I'll interview yeah. a guy, uh, last week, the podcast hasn't 
and published yet, but, or no, excuse me. I got interviewed by him and we, he, every time he talked about his kids, he was like my beautiful kids. I was like, you know, I don't <laughs> do that. I don't talk about how beautiful yeah. my kids are, how beautiful my wife is. I don't use any of those describing words. I just like my wife and my kids. So, yeah. uh, we were talking about something and made a joke about, you know, regardless of how much pain in the ass your kids are being, no, we didn't go into the wife area there, but he says, uh, <laughs> no matter how big of a pain in the butt your kids are being, they're still beautiful, right? You can still cook yeah, on totally. uh, I'm going to adopt that from you. I appreciate that. So, um, yeah. anyway, dude, I think it's yeah. awesome. You're, you're making huge strides, right? Um, I love that you found a realtor that's focused on multifamily so quickly. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes for sure. Good luck at your yeah. class today. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm I'm excited, and uh, we'll we'll give you an update here soon on yeah. on how things go with it. Once once you get closed on it, I'd love to understand the structure of how you did the fourplex because you, you're using uh, yeah. private money, right? Or is this a hard money yeah. deal or both? No, it's private money. Private okay. money. Yep. Awesome. Paul, I don't know about you, buddy, but I've got to start getting ready and getting that because I'm going to be yep. moving. I mean, I was got up this morning. Yep. I thought I've got to go into work and motivate a bunch of sales folks who just came off of uh, the, it was the end of the month last week and it was a long weekend. I was like, you know, yep. what? I think yep. I'm going to go tough. in and we'll give them the Jocko willing uh, speech about, hey, look, I know y'all don't want to be here, but you're here. Let's just go through the motions anyway. You know, we're here. Yep, yep. So, uh, I, I'm trying to, that's kind of what I thought about this podcast, uh, <laughs> at, uh, six 30 Eastern uh, after a long weekend, I was a little criminal to get up this early, but, uh, Hey, I appreciate uh, you scheduling going, man. I, I definitely yep. appreciate you scheduling it. And I did hit the snooze. I did not get up at my normal four forty five this morning and I hit the snooze button a little bit, but it was one of those. If we would have had this call, I probably would still be in bed. So I appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> up and at them, man. That's it. Now I'm up. There's All no right. going back. Uh, Paul, you have a great day, buddy, and I look forward to catching you up too. with you real soon. All right. Have a good one. All right, bud. See you.